Today, I want to read to you from Luke 22, verses 24 to 26. And I'm going to read from the message translation. Within minutes, they, the disciples, were bickering over who of them would end up the greatest. But Jesus intervened. Kings like to throw their weight around, and people in authority like to give themselves fancy titles. But it's not going to be that way with you. Let the senior among you become like the junior. Let the leader act the part of the servant. Today, I want to talk to you about learning to lead from the greatest leader of all time. Today is Leadership Conference Sunday, so it only feels right that we should be talking about leadership right now. And in a Harvard Business Review article that literally came out last week, hot of the press, based on two decades of research on positive leadership, the trait that is most correlated to success is not personality or charisma or power. It's not even influence or innovative genius. The trait that is most correlated to success, according to the research, is positive relational ability. The research shows that certain relationships have the ability to have an extraordinary impact on people's lives and then to catalyze extraordinary performance. The research shows that when people looked at families and communities and organizations, there's usually one person at the center of the network that carried the weight of the forward motion of the wider network and the emotional well-being of everyone else. And they call these people positive energizers. So positive energizers are at the center of the network and they move things forward. And the research shows that when a leader is a positive energizer, everyone flourishes. A positive energizer is someone who leads with an authentic, values-based type of leadership. And the traits of a positive energizer are forgiveness, kindness, humility, generosity, gratitude, integrity, and recognition within the organization. I mean, when I look at a list of traits like that, I'm like, who wouldn't want to be around someone like that? Who wouldn't want a boss who was a positive energizer? And just so you know, my boss, Nikki Gumbel, who, um, who's sitting here on the left and reviewing my preaching, embodies all of those qualities. <laughs> You know, according to the research, everyone flourishes when the leader is a positive energizer. Now, I don't know what you think about the research, but when I think of a positive energizer, I do think of someone. I think of the greatest leader I've encountered in my life and the person who is at the center of our passage today in Luke. And that person is Jesus. Jesus is the greatest leader of all time. And if you want there to be a change in your life and your leadership, Jesus is the person who can make that change. When Jesus is at the center of your life, what happens in here with Jesus has the potential to have an impact out there in the world today. Do you know that Jesus is the leader who loves you? Jesus is the leader who loves you. 
the way to learn from the greatest leader of all time is to have a personal living relationship with Jesus. That is the starting point of everything. But not only do you need to have a relationship with Jesus, you need to let Jesus lead. And I think that is the hardest thing to do because everything within us, everything, every fiber of my being fights for control. I wanna be in charge. I wanna call the shots in my own life. I wanna be in the driver's seat. And that is what the disciples are saying. I want to be the greatest. And every single day of my life, I think I am battling with selfishness, self-absorption, and self-reliance. But Jesus says, whoever loses their life for me will find it. Do you know that Jesus can lead you in your life every single day through the power of his Holy Spirit? You know, this week, I had a moment where I started to feel a bit overwhelmed at all the things that I was meant to do. And in that moment, the words of Psalm 56 spoke straight to my heart. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God I trust and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Let God's voice be louder than all the other voices. Let God lead you. Let God guide you. Let God direct you. Let God show you. Jesus is the leader who loves you, so let Jesus lead. And that does require faith. It requires trust. It requires dependence to believe that and live that out every single day. But how can you trust that Jesus loves you? Well, the cross is the symbol of leadership and the cross is the ultimate sign of love. If there is one thing I have learned coming out of this pandemic, is to stop trying to predict and control, which is what I am trained to do as a lawyer. And instead, I've got to choose to sense and respond. God, what are you saying? God, what are you doing? I sense and I respond. It's not about self-reliance. It's about God-dependence. It's all about trust. And the beautiful thing is that I worship and serve a God I can trust every time I look at the cross. You know, I want to live with more faith and more trust in my life every single day, but I, I find it really hard. I have these mountaintop moments on Sunday and then Monday morning hits and everything's back to the problems I've got to deal with. But even when I lack faith, even when I lack trust, Jesus still says, I am the leader who loves you. And that is the promise of the cross. In our passage, Jesus challenges the disciples because he loves them. And then he shows them a different definition of leadership. In these verses are the authentic values of Jesus. These are the words to live by. Jesus says, let the senior among you become like the junior. Let the leader act the part of the servant. I used to practice law in New York City. And in my performance reviews with the senior partners, um, the area for improvement was always bring in more business. And um, I have a theory that there are two kinds of lawyer in New York. There are the schmoozers 
and there are the workhorses. And um, I am a workhorse, but I found it really hard to be a schmoozer. And in my performance review, my boss would say to me, you need to go to this legal networking event and you need to have a stack of business cards and then you basically need to work the room and give your business card to every single person here so that they can refer you more work. And literally, when I heard that, I would want to go straight home and basically I would rather stick pencils in my eyes <laughs> than go to this kind of event because I just was like, this is just not what I want to do. I want to do good work and let that good work stand for itself. And then the, I, I just believed that the work would come in. But every time I sat there in my office with the pressures of the workplace and the kind of the person the world wants you to be, I would sit there and I would remember this conversation I had when I was 18. When I was 18 years old, I knew this very godly American pastor called Scott. And Scott was an American pastor and he felt called by God to move to England and basically invest in young people. And I was 18 years old at the time. And one day Scott turned to me and he said, what do you want to do with your life? And um, because I was only 18 years old and I had no idea what I was talking about, I said, I think I want to work in the legal industry. And um, he turned to me after a very long silence and he said, oh, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. And after a very long pause, and I'll never forget what he said, he said this. He said, you know, I always thought of the legal profession being one that is about service. When I think of lawyers, I think they're meant to provide services. And so I'm not sure whether I would even describe the word legal sector with the words industry. And that conversation has stayed with me for the past 22 years because greatness is connected to service. Leadership is all about service and a life of greatness is marked by service. The symbol of leadership for Jesus is the cross, but the model for leadership, according to Jesus, is all about service. Jesus, the greatest leader who ever lived, came. He lived and his form of service transformed lives. His form of service transformed human history. His form of service transformed the world. And Jesus embodies humility, sacrifice, and service. And I believe that he was able to lead in this way as a servant because he knew who he was. Jesus, who was in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. In a culture obsessed with power, authority, and privilege, I think our world is desperately aching for this kind of servant leadership in our world today. But more than just leadership, I actually think the world needs love. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. The world is desperately in need of God's love right now. And in the NIV translation of Luke 22, verses 25, Jesus says this, the kings of the Gentiles lord it over them and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. 
Now, at the time of Jesus, in the Greco-Roman culture, there was a system in place, which, which, which was the benefactor system. And I call it the, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back kind of system. So if you had power, authority, and privilege, you wouldn't help someone lower down the ladder unless they could return the favor. It was all about calling in the favors. So if you help someone, you would call them up one day and say, you owe me. And there were lots of personal favors being exchanged and lots of political favors being exchanged. And that was just how society worked. And it made sense that if you were in a position of leadership, you would want to be around powerful people, smart people, beautiful people, people who had status, people who could do something for you, people who could serve you. But then Jesus comes along and he blows the system apart. And he says, the kind of kingdom that I'm about is nothing to do with this kind of value system. When he came, he gave us a new way of looking at the world. He gave us a new way at looking at other people. He says that you are not to be like that. You do not operate with these values. You operate by my values. You help people who can't help you. You love people just for who they are, even when they can do nothing for you in return. And that reality, that truth, I've been wrestling with for the whole week about how Jesus is challenging me to live to lead and to love, because that is how he is calling us to do it. On Thursday, I went to one of our sites, HDB Queensgate, where we've just launched a Ukrainian community center. And as I walked in, there were over 100 Ukrainian refugees, many of whom are women and children. And I have to say, as I walked into the room, I was... I was really taken aback because these people have arrived in the UK and they're looking for safety. They're looking for community. They're looking for support. And it, it just kind of broke my heart. And one of the team leaders took me aside and said, actually, we're, they're running English classes in the back of the church. And um, would you like to come and see? And so I walked to the back of the church and I walked into a room and there was a class happening right there of... Um, of an English class, and my team leader said, the woman who was teaching the English, she herself is a Ukrainian refugee, and she just feels really prompted that she wants to serve, she wants to help, and this is the best thing she can do. So even though she is suffering herself, she is thinking about serving other people. And as I looked out into the room, there were probably 20 people there, aged anywhere from 20 to about 70, and there was a whiteboard on the room, um, on the wall, and on the words of the whiteboard were, I am lost. I am homesick. And it, I stood there and it was hard not to break down in tears to see the impact of the things that are happening in our world right now. And a volunteer came up to me and asked me, do you have a plastic bag? And I said, yeah, I've got a plastic bag. I'll give you a plastic bag. And she was like, well, the, the woman who leads the English class, because she's always at the back teaching English, by the time she gets out of teaching English, all the food is gone. So I want to pack her a bag of food so when she leaves the class, she can go home with a bag of food. And when I see this, I'm just blown away by the, the servant leadership 
the kind of service that is happening and this love that this person has for the people around her despite her own trauma and suffering. You know, we are seeing the impact of a particular kind of leadership in our world that causes fear, terror, destruction, and immense human suffering. And as people who follow Jesus, we can't shy away from confronting that kind of leadership in our world. But at the same time, there is amazing servant leadership happening in our midst. And that encourages me at the same time. I'm not sure if we need more leaders. I think we just need more people who are willing to serve. You know, when you experience the love of God found in the person of Jesus, your life can be transformed. The cross becomes the symbol and sign of leadership in your life. And the Holy Spirit makes that a reality. You know, you start to love people just for who they are. And you want to help people, even though they can do nothing for you in return. When I look at the words of the whiteboard, I am lost. I am homesick. I know that is not how the story ends. Because Jesus, in his grace, comes to find us. God himself comes to meet us and to make his home in us so that we never have to feel homesick, so that we always have a refuge and a sanctuary that nothing, nothing in this world can ever take away from us. You know, God doesn't love you because you can do things for him. All you can offer to God is yourself, but he loves you because he loves you because he loves you. Jesus is the leader who loves you. And that love will transform your life. That love which is poured out within us by the power of the Holy Spirit will move us out in service. And it is the encounter of the Holy Spirit which transforms our lives, our leadership, and everyone else around us. Do you believe that today? How do you learn to lead from the greatest leader of all time? Well, we choose to be led by Jesus. We choose to lead like Jesus and we choose to love like Jesus. My prayer is that we would be a community that chooses love over power. We choose the cross over control and we choose to be led by Jesus before we want to be a leader. Jesus is the leader who loves you. In Jesus' name. Amen.